to the world. Hello to the world and welcome to Nano to the World, a new podcast for your hottest source of Japanese culture. This is your host, Nano. This is your co-host, Brandon. I'm back again with Nano. Yes, it's great to be back on air with our fourth episode today. Wow, already our fourth episode. Fourth episode. episode. In this last episode, we talked and shared a little bit about why Japanese convenience stores are so great and convenient. Mm. And we really only got to share so little. So I'm kind of hoping we can do another episode about um, convenience stores, food again in the future. But today, we're going to talk about other stuff. So what are we going to talk about today, Brandon? Well, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Japanese culture specifically. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, one of the major reasons why you wanted to start up this podcast, yes. right? And for the two of us coming from a American background and coming to Japan, there's certain aspects of Japan, especially for first timers when you come over, that Japanese culture or manners or just things in general that shock you. You know, things that surprised us when we first came over and then suddenly 10, 11 years later now doesn't shock you anymore. Or It's so weird right? how you get used to these things, right? Right. I think for myself, like I first came in and as I studied Japanese in university and was super interested in Japan and Japanese culture for a number of years before that, there's certain things that should have been surprising that probably weren't just because I had heard about it or, or learned about it before. But I feel like after 10 years, it's kind of gone the other way. I think Nano mentioned it in the previous episode about how, you know, after being in Japan for so long, you don't want matcha sweets or you don't mm. want, um, you know, those very typical Japanese things. And you kind of go back the other way and you're yeah. looking for more Western stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that way culturally as well that, you know, it took a while, but eventually I was able to reassert my own distinct identity mm-hmm. um, as opposed to trying to follow Japanese culture 100%. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about our experiences with shocking Japanese manners and things that suddenly are not so shocking anymore. Some, there are so many things that we could touch on, but we're just going to touch on like the basic stuff. Yeah. And we've been in Japan for over 10 years now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's kind of like going back in history for us and trying to remember what mm-hmm. shocked us. And I'm sure that there are um, will be some things that are going to make the listeners go like, oh my god, what the hell? And maybe we can give you a deeper insight into what kind of country Japan is. So first of all, I want to go over like some of the unique Japanese customs and manners that might be completely different from stuff that goes on in the rest of the world. Hmm. For you, Brandon, uh, if you can remember, yeah. uh, what are some things that really kind of like made you go, oh my god, when you first came to Japan? I think I mentioned it in uh, mm-hmm. episode two, but I worked as an English teacher here in Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, having had the opportunity to kind of be in at first in the countryside and then uh, later on in Tokyo, one of the shocking things that I remember um, at the very beginning was you know you have math class and you have Japanese language class and Mm -hmm. you have social studies and you have science but there was also a class called moral education Hmm. and the notion that there would be a a class that is designed to teach values to students from a government you know run textbook or a, a government run institution like maybe you would have for example, religious studies classes at a religious school um, back in the United States. But I had never, at least for myself personally, heard of a class, you know, almost like a what government-run philosophy class, mm. you know, where the students are basically taught this is how you react to this or this is how mm. you should think about this or just a lot of these little moral lessons that, you know, coming from an American background, 
generally your parents are the ones yes, that are yes, expected yes, to yes. teach those things. Or that kind of was my first window into this notion that Japanese children, of course, are raised by their parents, but in many aspects, they're also raised by the school system. I find、mm. that's probably because.、Um, For example, America, there's the culture is so diverse and the ethnicity is yep, so vast、yep. that you can't really teach the kids in the class like one moral aspect. Right. You know, so I think that's one of the differences、mm. between the two cultures as well. I think in the U.S., if there was like a government run moral education program in the schools, you'd be looking at what, you know, freedom of speech, First Amendment, you know, all,、yeah. all these, you know, legal and. Cultural traditions in the United States of freedom of expression and, and freedom to teach your children, you know, what you wish to teach them.、Mm. And, you know, all of those issues would crop up. But as you mentioned, in Japan, there is a certain cohesive national Japanese identity.、Mm. That was something that was kind of surprising to me、mm. when, you know, I was the really, what, gung ho. Interested type when I first started off teaching. You know, I not only do I want to teach my subject, but I wanted to read all the other textbooks as well, just、mm. to kind of get a feel of what was going on in the school. But I think we should do another episode where we completely talk about Japanese schools as well. Like,、ah, we'll、sure, of course. Dive into that as well. So that would be really interesting. Tell、Anything? me something that shocked you, Nano. What, what was that? Actually, my list,、mm. I, I find that like you came up with something very, very interesting and deep and very like serious, but my list is stuff like really, really, really like silly stuff. I want to hear the silly stuff. The I'm, silly I'm always stuff, too deep. Like, go, go, like go. really, honestly, like the stuff that no one cares about.、Like、no, really, come on.、Really. Let's hear the first one. Okay, okay. The first one on, off my list,、um, this is in no particular order. Okay. But the first one on my list is Japanese people eat pasta with their chopsticks. Do they? No, there are restaurants in Japan、yeah. that, that give you that chopsticks. Give you chopsticks that, yeah, right. But when I first came to Japan, like, I could not eat pasta with chopsticks.、Mm. Like, I, had, I was like, no, that, that's not right. And not just chopsticks in general, but there are a lot of American Western foods in Japan that、yeah. are completely arranged into Japanese yeah, style.、Sure. They、mm. call it Italian, or they call it Western style, but it's、yeah. completely not like the original shape of how it should be. When you go to a pasta restaurant in Japan,、uh-huh. like, let's ask this, like, when you, when you go to pasta、like、restaurant in、members. Japan, she's asking you the go, staff members now, do you use a fork or chopsticks? Really? You use chopsticks? No, honestly, Japanese people have nothing against eating pasta with their chopsticks. This, this they, is the first one. It's kind of like yakisoba or udon or soba. They, they, they're more familiar with the chopsticks, I think. But for me,、mm. um, I, well, I grew up in a、um, household where we ate、uh, washoku Japanese food regularly. Yeah. So yeah. I was used to using chopsticks. But pasta is not meant to be eaten with chopsticks, it's meant to be eaten with a fork. I mean, I don't I mean, you could eat it with chopsticks, but like, it doesn't I, taste it, really from the middle. I'm like, I, this pasta is starting to taste like yakisoba. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a weird, like, image in my head. Or no, I, I can、but. see eating、uh, yakisoba udon. Uh, ramen, of course,、yes. with chopsticks. I wouldn't think to use Because, a fork. Like,、mm. not just.、Um, Eating pasta with chopsticks. Just the general sort of style、mm. of Western culture is something that I found very, very interesting、mm. when I、mm. came to Japan. Other things are probably like, for example, there's a pasta called Napolitan in Japan, Napolitan.、Yeah. And that is completely a Japanese originated、mm. um, version of tomato sauce pasta, but there's not even tomato sauce in there. It's just like ketchup. And、yeah. it's very cheapy and.、Um, Very like 
what do you call it, junkie. And, mm. But they, they call that pasta in Japan. They call that like Western style pasta or like omuraisu, where it's um, omelets on top of ketchup flavored yeah. rice. Yeah. And that's completely Japanese as well. And like breads, there's like yakisoba breads where they put y- noodles inside bread. Yeah, they do. So it's like all these like things that are Japanese-eyed. Okay. So what's what's another thing for you? Another thing. Let me get a look at my list here. Here's another one. You mentioned okay. food, so I'll mention another food one. Not so much like a why why is it like this in Japan or mm-hmm. why like it shouldn't be that way, but more of something I can really appreciate is the food when it comes out always looks exactly like it does in the advertisement. Ah. Uh. You know, this is not a negative one in the slightest. It's a positive, but... A good example would be McDonald's. Like, you order... Okay, so you see your normal Big Mac, you know, advertisement. Uh Uh-huh. You know, anywhere in the world, it's supposed to look exactly the same, same ingredients Uh and everything, right? And, you know, you get your McDonald's fast food or whatever in the United States or other countries. And, you know, sometimes it looks like it was compressed into a little (laughs) hockey puck. You know, the the size is off. The The freshness is off. Freshness might be off. Let's say like the number of tomatoes or the number of this or that Mm. in there is like not what it's supposed to be Mm. or, you know, not to knock on fast food workers too much because they work for, you know, the bare minimum wage and, Mm -hmm. you know, should definitely deserve to be paid much more than that. But when you get the same kind of item in Japan, the item looks exactly the way it does in the advertisement. It's mm-hmm. fluffy and, and big and, and not compressed. And um, You know how there mm. are um, those, what do you call it, like uh, plastic food models? Yeah. Yep. The plastic food models and the food that actually comes out. Almost exactly the same. You know, for the first probably one, two years that I was living in Japan, I will be totally honest with you that I did not know that they were plastic models outside the oh, store. Oh, you thought they were for real some foods. Of them, right? Like, and oh my gosh, it's been out there for half a day. It's right. going to rot. Like the ones that are in like a glass case, for example, yeah. like on a wall or something, then obviously those are plastic, you know, right? Yeah. But when it would be like on a tray, oh. like on a table on the street and or something. And you know, it's so interesting. Yeah. They put plastic wrap over the plastic food models. And so then it looks exactly like what you would get inside yeah. the store. And I was deceived by that for at least a couple of years when I was first here. But that's an example of just how exactly, you know, the quality and and the presentation is exactly the way it is. And I had the opportunity for my family to come visit. I Uh guess it was two years ago, but that was something that stuck with my younger brother was that I ain't never been to no McDonald's like that before is exactly (laughs) what he said. Hit me with another from your list. Okay. This one really stuck with me, and it even sticks with me now. Okay. You know, Japan is famous now for the fact that when you lose something or you drop something, it's probably going to come back to you. Like, if you drop your wallet, Mm. then you can go to the koban or the police station, and it'll come back to you. But sometimes it just goes overboard, like, to the extent that I think Japanese people are a little bit um, cuckoo. Just off the top of my head, for example, like, umbrellas. If you lose a 100 yen convenience store bought umbrella or a cheap one, you don't expect it to come back to you and you don't even look for it. But in Japan, it's been on the news. They keep every single item dropped on the train and they stock it in these huge storage places. Mm, Warehouses, yeah. For like a year or more. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because if they throw it out without the owner's consent, then it's going to cause a huge problem. It but could, I mean, right? umbrellas, dude. <laughs> and there's so many, like there's thousands and mm-hmm. tens of thousands of stocked umbrellas now that people aren't going to go after. And they sure. don't even throw those out for years and years. And also when people drop something on the road, 
like a handkerchief or a baby's shoe or、mm. something, someone will always pick it up and leave it on the sidewalk so、yep. that it doesn't get dirty or、yep. doesn't get rolled over by a car wheel、mm-hmm. or something. And they perch it on top of like the branch or the bench、mm-hmm. or something and they put it there. And、yep. the craziest thing that I found someone、um, putting to the side was a green onion. I. A green onion. A green onion. Just, just an onion. Like,、mm-hmm. someone must have gone to the grocery store and, you know, they're walking back and they dropped their, oh my God, their green onion、mm. from the grocery bag. Right. And so someone very, very politely、um, picked up the green onion and placed it daintily on top of the bench instead of like stomping on it or throwing it out or picking it up and like trashing it. It was perched. <laughs> On the bench, a green onion. I very much appreciate their. And their, I think that、yeah. if you drop a green onion, you're not going to go back and、Probably、get it. Probably not. And, and even if you did, like, just. Would you, would you take it back with you to your home? No, I mean, you throw it out, right? Of course. You,、yes. you throw it in the nearest trash can. But I. That's the, the beauty of the, of the Japanese what, community spirit, I guess, to do it.、Um, I still would throw it out, though. Yeah. But for example, Brandon, for、mm. yourself, Have you dropped something or lost something? Like, have you experienced that in Japan? Yep, twice, actually. What did you lose?、Um, the first one was my entire wallet.、Mm. Um, I left it in、uh, the bathroom in Hibiya Station, and I realized relatively quickly that I didn't have my. I mean, it's a wallet, right? You figure that out pretty quickly. <laughs>、um, I believe I went back, you know, not only. It was probably about an hour later. Um, and it was not in the bathroom where I left it.、Mm-hmm. So I went to the lost and found office in the station.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we, we found you know, this wallet. Can you, you know, show some ID to prove that you have it? Like, oh, yeah, here it is.、Um, like, okay, cool, here you go. And they gave me back my wallet. I was like, oh, it's nice that you know, somebody turned it into the lost and found station. Of course, now when I opened my wallet, all of my cash was gone. You know, my credit cards and everything were still in there, but all of my cash was gone. And so I said to the receptionist at the lost and found counter, Oh, but all my cash is gone. And he just kind of looked at me like, Yeah, yeah, bro, your cash is gone. <laughs> like, what, what do you expect? Obviously, Japan is not perfect. That's still possible that that's、mm-hmm. going to happen, but I was just glad to have my stuff back. It's but, interesting how、hmm. they would just take the cash but return the wallet to the、right. lost and like, found like and you, not just take the wallet. You know, I, I thought of it as a, a karma thing for myself like,、uh-huh. don't leave your wallet in the bathroom. But、uh-huh. the second time that、uh-huh. something like that happened was my commuting pass. I keep my commuting pass、um, inside my business card holder.、Um, I dropped this outside of my home station. You know, I realized、mm, probably the next day when I was getting ready to go to work that I didn't have it. It came right back to me because my phone number is listed on my business card.、Uh-huh. I got a phone call from the police station、wow. saying, you know, oh, there was a lost item turned into this number. Can you come to the police station and pick、mm. it up? And so I was, you know, of course I can go to the police station and pick it up. And there was no, no problem. Everybody was very, very cordial and, and, and professional. And I got my stuff back. And I, at least that second time, you know, there was no damage, no loss, no、mm. anything like that. But, you know, once again, I was impressed by the, you know, community spirit of Japan to be able to. Get that back, but I guess cash is not necessarily something <laughs> you could expect to get back sometimes, right? Yeah, so that's one of the things that I really love about Japan. Yeah, so, anyways, going on,、um, since we're short on time, what are some things that actually make you feel like, oh, I've become Japanese <laughs> now that you're living in Japan for 10 years? This is a really interesting topic, I think. Um, Was it in this episode or the previous one? I mentioned a little bit about how, you know, after living for 10 years in the country, 
some things don't seem strange anymore. This is something I've heard, you know, not only experienced myself, but heard from other people that have been in Japan for a long time or studied Japanese for a while. But do you feel that you have a different personality in Japanese than you do in English? Definitely. And that, Definitely. that different personality in Japanese, like, you know, it's not so much that, you know, oh, I, I realize finally I'm, you know, I'm, as you said, died in the Japanese culture, but you know, just the, the difference in how you express yourself or what you express and what you don't express when you're speaking one or the other language, right? Is something that definitely after, you know, 10 going on 11 years being in Japan, when you're speaking Japanese, for example, you do tend to be a little bit more indirect to talk around an issue. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's why it's so surprising, for example, Japanese coworkers of mine in the past or even now, when the words that you're using are all Japanese and they're all correct grammatically or vocabulary-wise, but it's not what a Japanese person would say. Mm. Japanese people really don't talk about themselves and they don't mm. go me, 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 I, 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 I all the time. Mm. And so when I first came to Japan, one of my close friends, Japanese friends say, you really love talking about yourself, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm just being normal. But now right. I understand that. It's just a different way of expressing right. yourself. Right. And also, like for me, especially my concert, um, my show talk hmm. MCs yeah. are different when I talk in English and when I talk in Japanese. That's a good example of yep. how it's different. People really do say that when I talk in English, I sound more friendly. I, I get that as well. Yeah. And I crack jokes a lot. Yeah. I'm not cool at all. I'm just really like silly. Right. But when I talk in Japanese, it's more like I'm low down. I'm, I don't joke a lot. Right. People say it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And I do end up talking a lot more in English. There was one moment I remember in the first or second year that I was teaching here in Japan. And it was the first time that I had heard a coworker in a meeting mm -hmm. um, actually speak up and give their own personal ah. opinion on something. Not to say that that's really that uncommon, but it was the first time for me that I had mm -hmm. heard that. The Japanese phrase that she used to preface this explanation of her opinion was, <laughs> This is just my personal opinion, but... And, you know, the, the prompt here for this discussion, you know, when did you realize that you were really into the Japanese culture, you had really become, you know, close to it, um, was when I used that exact same phrase ah. in a meeting, you know, more than eight, nine years later, ah. where in a very Japanese work environment, mm. I said exactly the same phrase. You know, mm. this, this is just my it's personal opinion, but... I don't know that it really, you know, softened the blow of what I said after that. I sincerely doubt that it did soften the there blow of what I said. There are a lot of, like, but... what do you call it, like, fillers and yeah. things that you say in Japan that everyone says. For example, another thing is there's a way of saying things like, nani nani wo sasete itadakimashita. Like, I took the liberty I of doing X, Y, and Z. I took the liberty of doing right. something. In the States, for example, you just say, oh, I did this. I did that sure. because I wanted to do it. But in Japan, a lot of people tend to say, I took the liberty or the freedom mm. of doing this or like I let myself do this without anyone's consent but you know thank thanks to your your good graces I did x y and z is kind of the Yeah the that meaning, kind right? of thing. So when you start saying those things mm. then you start feeling really Japanese I think. Yeah. Yeah and a lot of um, people when they first come to Japan I think will find that sort of gap between mm -hmm. the way people express themselves. So that's very interesting. Also, I wanted to ask you, what do you feel about Japanese 
trains. I think the Japanese train system is really, really complicated. And、mm-hmm. I think when you first come to Japan, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, overload. Well, just look at the, the map of Tokyo's subway systems. It doesn't even look like a train map. S- like, superimpose on top of it all the above ground train systems、yes. and everything. And it, it looks like a, like a plate of spaghetti. It looks like a bowl of spaghetti.、Right. Like, it、yeah. looks so intertwined、yeah. and complex. And I ask that because there are a lot of things that when you start living in Japan and it's been a really long time that you get used to. For example,、mm. like、um, squeezing onto a crowded, like a 120% crowded train. I'm sure you've all seen the pictures. Yes. Or like how. Tiny the intervals are of the trains coming, especially、mm. in Tokyo, for example.、Yeah. A train comes every like one or two minutes. Sure. And you find that when you get used to living in Japan, even though they're coming every two minutes, you're running, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to run and catch、right. that one.、Yeah. I mean, and every minute is like, A countdown. The punctuality of the trains and knowing that if the train says it's coming at 11 47, that the train is going to show up at 11 47, you know, with you know, maybe a 30 second window. Because they're so punctual,、uh, I think we get spoiled in a sense、yes. that, you know, Oh, you know, you know if, I, if I miss this train, the next one is coming in two minutes. But, you know, if I don't get on this train, then that means that I only have three minutes to walk to the you know, place instead <laughs> of five minutes. And I've lost two minutes of、place. my life. I, right. I've lost two minutes of walking time that, you know, normally I would stop into the convenience store on the way to where I'm going or I pick up something to drink at Starbucks. But, you know, now I can't do that because I got on the 1147 train instead of on the 1136 exactly. train. Exactly. So living、yeah. in Japan, like your head is always like ticking with the clock. Can I tell you one more、um, I became Japanese story? Okay, of course, come at it. The last one that I had and that kind of came to mind was this one.、Um, when I first came to Japan and you know, had some Japanese friends of mine from university and then、mm-hmm. that I had made after coming here, you, know, you say, hey, you know, we, we should go out and do something. Because my first time living in Japan, we、of、should、course. go out and do something in Tokyo. We should go see something in Tokyo. And you know, my non Japanese friends were like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, 1 p.m. Saturday, we'll meet at this <laughs> station. Okay, we're done. And even living you know, for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, now almost going on 11 years now,、um, my non Japanese friends still tend to kind of be that same way, at least a couple of them that live in Tokyo. You know, I, I would still regularly get people saying, like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Which is a very Western culture、mm. thing, I think. Whereas with my Japanese friends, you know, I'd say, hey, like, you, you, we should meet up. We haven't seen each other in a while. We should meet up. Let's go you know, see a movie or let's go to this you know, or let's get event that's、lunch. going on or Oktoberfest is coming up、mm. or, or the ramen festival、mm. is coming. We should go. And it's like, okay,、um, well, let me look at my schedule.、Um, could we possibly do the third weekend next month? And, and could it possibly be like, can we maybe do it at like 11 30 instead of 12 because I have to go to this place in the evening? And it's like, how do you know your schedule? Like, is it just me that I don't have any friends or I don't have a personal life that, that you can schedule a and month also, and a half in advance, these kind of things? And like, also, I feel like going on that topic, yeah. like、um, people tend to make empty promises in Japan, like, oh, we should go for lunch or dinner sometime. Like,、mm-hmm. It's kind of like a polite way of saying, like, Oh, we should get to know each other more, but you know. So here's my question for any like,、um, native Japanese listeners that are listening to the podcast this time. Like, really seriously, please tell me are people's schedules really booked that far in advance? Or, like, is there a, 
something that I, I don't understand about Japanese culture in 10 years that, you know, you need this buffer time of a month and a half before you can, <laughs> or is it, is it me personally? But to be honest, in that sense, I'm very Japanese because my schedule for like meeting people yeah. in advance is probably like a month <laughs> in the future. So, but meeting up with people in Japan is not, ca so can I just say something? Can I, can I exert my stress here? It's very difficult to make friends in Japan. I think that's a whole episode unto itself. <sighs> well, I think we can leave the longer discussion for a later episode, but I totally agree that just that I, I never get invited to Nomikai's drinking parties at work, ever. Yeah. Um, like, the ones that were mandatory, for example, of course you get invited to those, mm. but, you know, you see work colleagues getting more friendly with each other or whatever, but mm. very rarely was I ever feeling like I was a part of that, right? Yeah. But we can share that stress some other time, maybe. Yeah, let, let's save it. I, I, I don't want to, like, end this No, it's going to get depressing. We don't, we don't, we need, we don't need that. We need self-help. Okay, so let's uh, go to the next corner now. What are some things you miss about your life in the U.S.? Are there some things? Mexican food. Mexican food, oh my gosh, I totally agree. Uh, hot buffalo wings. Okay, this is all about food? No, not all about food. <laughs> um, what, a couple, like the one we were just talking about, actually developing real bonds and friendships with people in the mm -hmm. workplace rather than, you know, it being a more distant kind of thing. I guess just being able to blend into the crowd, right? And mm -hmm. Like to be able to go about your daily life and, mm -hmm. and, you know, know that no one's really looking at you or paying attention to you and... You know, it happens a little bit for myself not being, you know, Japanese and being fully, you know, looking American. But, like, is there anything about the U.S. that you miss? Something, you know, positive like food and then maybe, you know, well, something that you miss? Well, there are, hmm. like, for example, just on the topic of food, um, one of the things that I really do miss is American food. And yeah. there are some things that America does better than Japan, even though Japan is such a gourmet country. Like, for example, pizza. Pizza. Yes. Okay, I, I totally said pizza in the Japanese style pizza. way. Pizza. 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 Ta, 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 ta. <laughs> um, actually, I think we should do an episode. We have so many episodes that we need to do, but I think there's... Are we a, writing this down? We should be writing this down. We should do an episode of about the things that we miss about America as well. All right. We're going to go to the listener comments. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of this show. One um, from Corey made a Twitter account just to follow Nano. Great first episode, and I like the direction it's going. I was wondering, what do you both think about the public transit in, the public transit hmm. in Japan? And here it's very efficient, at least in Tokyo. Well, we touched on that, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Corey, if you were listening, um, that's our answer for you. Uh, next up, from Runeko. I had so much fun listening to the first episode of Nano's new podcast. Really takes me back reminiscing about my time abroad in Japan. I'm looking forward to more. Now, we're looking forward to, you know, the pandemic dying down and people um, visiting Japan again in mm -hmm. the near future. So hopefully you're able to come back soon. Okay, uh, next up, um, from Nobody on Earth. If I could choose to meet one person in my lifetime, it would be definitely Nano. On top of being a legendary rock star, she just seems like a generally cool and friendly person. Excited to see what this takes you. Uh, keep up the fantastic... Oh, that's so sweet. And that's kind of embarrassing for me to, write, to read <laughs> myself. But thank you so much. And anything you want to pick up on, Brandon? Yeah, it was just um, this one here from uh, Sam or Sin, I guess it was on Twitter. Um, we talked in the first episode about limited time stuff, and we talked in the previous episode about limited time convenience store foods, mm -hmm. but um, Sin says, limited time stuff is a mood. 
For better or worse, as someone who still buys CDs, it feels great to know you own something coveted by many fans, but it feels horrible when you or your friends miss out. Looking at you, Tolkien. Ah. Oh. Yes, yes, limited time stuff is a mood. When you place your order and you're expecting to get some kind of, you know, special item along with your order, whether it's CDs or goods or anything else, and then, you know, you it runs out or you didn't get the one you wanted or, you know, the time runs out and you weren't able to order it. Um, I, I completely feel you. Even in, mm. with, like, CD albums, for example, yeah. there were limited uh, editions in the U.S., mm. but not to the extent that there are in Japan. Like, right. usually it's, like, the limited edition album with the DVD like, yep, in America. Yep. But in Japan, there are, like, three different types of the same single CDs mm -hmm. with different, like, second tracks yep, on it. Yep. And then there are different types with DVDs. There are different types with goods, like, key holders on mm -hmm. them. Good luck with all of your trying to find limited time offer stuff, especially if you're living overseas and trying to order it from Japan. Yeah. I feel your pain. Thank you so much. Okay, so that kind of wraps it up for this episode. And I hope this episode gave you an interesting insight to Japanese culture and made you want to get your butt over here to experience it firsthand. And like I always say, this is just the tip of the iceberg and the great stuff Japan has to offer. So we're more than ready and excited about sharing with you. So please follow the show and help us grow as a podcast program too. And so Brandon is going to tell you guys about the way to contact us, send us messages, the social media stuff. Thank you very, very much for listening to this episode, the fourth episode of Nano to the World. Um, we've been shilling it at the end of every episode. I'm going to do it again right now. The... Social media accounts that you can follow us at are Nano to the World on Twitter. It's at NTTW official. Uh, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram to find kind of behind the scenes and more uh, pictures from while we're talking. The Instagram account is Nano to the World, all one word. Uh, you can also add the hashtag, hashtag Nano underscore world to send messages directly to us on Twitter or on Instagram. We'll also be putting up the digest version, a shorter version of the episodes on the YouTube account that is uh, Nano's official account. So please go ahead and check out the YouTube digest version as well. Um, we are getting a lot of comments on the YouTube video uh, that we put up a couple, uh, was it last week? Mm -hmm. And so uh, that might be an easy place for uh, us to pick up comments going forward. Oh, wow. Just during these last two episodes, we discovered new things that we want to talk about. And of course, we also need to touch on the more serious and professional aspect about... We have to? I mean, I, I want to, but do yeah. we have to? Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> like the entertainment world. I yeah. think we should talk more about that as well since that's where we're both situated. And of course, it's great fun to talk about food and convenience stores oh, yes. and stuff. But at the same time, we also would love to talk about the more professional world of the Japanese cultures. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode again. Uh, see you next time. Rock on to the world. That was Nano and... Brandon, rock on. Rock on. <laughs>